This is Idiots with Opinions. Idiots may vary. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready for the most intense experience of your life? That's right, Idiots with Opinions pumped up on creatine. That's right, Tuscan Fairfield, Todd Schlegelmilk. It's about to get crazy. Am I right, Tuscan? Yeah, I would. I would. I would postulate that you were right about that, Todd. Uh, 100%. We are. We are amped. We are. We're. We're just ready to roll, man. And I cannot wait to just get into the crazy world of the world today. Uh, but mm. Tuscan, before we do, I wanted to tell you something really quick. All right. <laughs> because so the other day, I was taking an Uber. Uh huh. And it reminded me. Just how wild a certain group of people is. So I know that we've many, many times covered stories on Russian, uh, Mm -hmm. weird Russian stories. For good reason. Yeah. So I was taking this Uber and uh, I was doing an Uber pool, as Uh we've talked about last, last episode, as I usually do to try to save money. So my Uber driver, his name was Vladimir. Mm-hmm. And he didn't really say anything into me. Oh, oh, uh, he didn't really say anything to me when I first got into the car. But uh, when I first got into the car, there was another lovely young woman who was talking to me about like those bird scooters. We had a wonderful conversation, and then she got out. She got dropped off at her location, and these two Russian fellows who were on alcohol and maybe some other drugs on alcohol, mm-hmm. and they came in. And uh, I forget what her names were, but they they said a lot of like really offensive things, right? And and I just wanted to tell you, like, there were just moments. I'm not kidding. There was a moment the the guy who was sitting in the front seat was messing around with the Uber driver and uh-huh. took the wheel of the car. Oh, and solid. started and started swerving towards this uh, homeless person on the side of the street, and he was like, <laughs> "Don't hit him! Don't what hit him!" What the hell? I'm not kidding. <laughs> It was wild. Was it and was it the sort of thing where like so your your Uber driver's name was Vlad, right? Yeah. So was it the sort of thing where they got in and they were like, "You're Russian, I'm Russian." It's exactly. Great. Yeah, it yes. was that sort of thing. And the Uber driver was very excited to uh, to also be able to talk to somebody because I I think that's he was he was Russian. They started talking. He got really excited and started talking back to them, and then that even amped them up even more. Oh yeah, um, sure. Wild Russians, man. They they really are just like one of those one of those groups of people. Like, it's something ingrained in Russian culture that that everything needs to be like the the biggest and baddest and coolest and most expensive and whatever. Um, like, it's it's all posturing and and um, and showing off when you're Russians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I just thought you'd get a kick out of that since oh, we've absolutely covered many. And I, I do want to tell you more about it afterwards because they they had some really interesting things to say, but I'm not mm-hmm. going to talk about it on this podcast. Oh boy, I I cannot wait to hear more about this. <laughs> While we're talking about other cultures, uh, I'd like to I'd like to take take a trip back in time, Todd. And, and actually, I've got a weird news story, but it's it's much more uh, scientific than we were we're used to. Uh, the 1400s, not that far back. No, we're only going about 75 years. Okay. Yeah. We were going back to World War II. And it's a little bit more uh, historical and interesting uh, maybe than we're used to. This one isn't necessarily funny as it is like, huh, I never thought about that. Um, 
My so favorite. I found, yeah, I found this. Um, I found this story uh, earlier today when I was looking out uh, for for some stuff on the web, and it's actually super interesting. So basically, you have heard the myth that carrots make your eyesight better, and in yes. fact can give you like night vision you can see at night better and all that stuff. i didn't know it gave you night vision powers but i that's the idea at least right okay that's and the fact that you haven't heard that is probably for the best because it's not true mm. uh, it, it, it was a myth popularized during the second world war by the british ministry of food and uh i'll, I'll dive into oh because it was it to to raise more money for the like they taxed carrots and then they made they didn't tax carrots it was actually part of it was to get people to eat more carrots because they had all this surplus food and they were like hey have this instead of like sugar because uh sugar was rationed to oh what did it say in this article it it was rationed to like eight grams of sugar a month per adult which is just absolutely ridiculous you can't you can't have that little sugar you need more than it you need more than that. If you're a modern American in, in the modern American diet, but these people weren't. The modern American diet is like 400 times that. Right, exactly. I, I have twice that a day. Um, you know, there's, there's that much sugar is in like one cookie in America. Yeah. But I digress, Todd. Uh, the, the whole thing really was was a part of their propaganda campaign that was going on both pre-war and and especially during the war. So if you're familiar with the uh, what a lot of people call the the Battle of Britain in the beginning of the uh, the Second World War, part of it is called the phony war as as both sides were kind of getting ready to fight. They like hit each other with their phones and yeah, it was exactly that. but but what would happen is you had the Luftwaffe, which is the German, German Air Force, Air Force. Yeah. yes, the and they would um, they would raid uh, London and southern UK cities at night uh, and under the cover of darkness, so that they wouldn't get shot down. And the British had this technology during this time. Uh, it was called the Airborne Interception Radar. It was first used by the Royal Air Force in 1939. Uh, and basically, you were just able to pinpoint the bombers that were coming for your city and be able to shoot them down with surprising accuracy even in the middle of the night, right? So they had this really awesome technology, but they didn't want the Germans to know. And so what they said was, well, we've got our population here in Great Britain all eating carrots and the more carrots you eat the better your eyesight is and so they can see really well at night and that means that we'll be able to shoot down your planes huh. and you know obviously part of this was when you when you lived in london or or in any uk city at the time when the air air raid sirens went off uh you had to turn off all the lights in your house in your business wherever wherever you were at the time. Then the idea was if you blacked out the entire city, then the the bomber pilots wouldn't have anything tangible to look at. They'd just be relying on, you know, guesswork and they wouldn't be able to hit targets nearly as accurately uh, if they don't have something to look at. 
And so the British, knowing this, would turn off all their lights and they'd tell their population, hey, if you eat uh, lots of carrots, it'll keep your eyesight good and you'll be able to see uh, even in the blackout and be able to you know, get your family to safety and all that. And then no one had no one was like i've been eating all these carrots why haven't i gotten superpowers well i'm sure there was a uh quite a bit of placebo effect in, involved in that Ooh, it's like yes you know oh i ate you know I, I had a few carrots today and i think i see better tonight than i saw last night but mm. you know the actual cause is like the moon is out or something i don't know but y- y- it's a really interesting uh whole meanwhile thing. dr Mengele was inventing uh contacts for for people's eyes in the most inhumane way is that so? Yes. Hmm. But yeah, uh, it, it turns out uh, there's actually a Johns Hopkins study that was done in 1998 that concluded that if you have poor eyesight, eating uh, or ingesting a lot of vitamin A for people that have vitamin A deficiencies will improve your eye health. But it does not necessarily make you more able to see in the dark because it doesn't, you know, make your eyes dilate better or anything like that. It just, it just improves your eye health. My eye health. Your eye health. Yeah. I've never thought about my eye health before, Todd. I don't, I don't, I don't normally think about my eye health either. I just think about my overall health. Do you though? Wrong. Yeah. I think about my overall health in the context of this is probably not good for my overall health. Yeah, and you know what really does a wonder on your health? What's that, Todd? Alcohol. Of course. Uh, driving under the influence, for, for instance. Um, oh. Because that can kill you, uh, can kill others. So mm-hmm. uh, it's, a, it's a, a win-win. Doesn't and, sound um, like it. There was, <laughs> there's a story that I wanted to cover that I thought was really interesting. Where so this this girl was driving under the influence, and a mm-hmm. police officer. This was in Montreal, by the way, Montreal, Canada, or Quebec. And the the police officers pulled this girl over and was like, "You seem like you're drunk." Mm-hmm. And she said, "Shut up! You're not. You're wrong." Uh huh. And as, as uh, one does. As as you do, you can't and just decide when I'm. Drunk. I'm not drunk. I'm just. I'm fine. You can't just I'm decide just, when I've I'm had too much to driver. drink. I'm the best driver. I'm Vin Diesel from the Fast and Furious. And then they were like, "All right, well, will you take this sobriety test or or do this breathalyzer?" And she was like, "No, not mm-hmm. at all." So that got her even even more trouble because I think refusing to do that gets you in more trouble. It doesn't actually. So. You you can absolutely refuse to do a, a roadside breathalyzer test. Know your rights, kids. Mm, okay. Well, maybe the rights are different in Canada. I'm not you can, sure. What well, they they very well might be, but you can you can get arrested from there under suspicion of driving under the influence. Yeah. And once you get to the station, you have to do the test that they make you do there. Once you're under arrest, but you do not have to voluntarily uh, blow into the thing. Not a thing. Interesting. Thank you for letting us know. Yeah. Anytime. Um, and anyway, so she, so she is taken back to the station, uh, or is arrested for driving under the influence because she's obviously drunk. If you couldn't tell from her voice, and yeah. then her mom comes and picks her up, mm-hmm. or, or you know, uh, goes to the station, and this this mother is like a fifty year old woman, and 
then the police officers are like, hmm, she seems a little little under the influence as well. Uh-huh. And it turns out she drove drunk to pick up her daughter for drunk, drinking and driving. Uh-huh. They were both uh, arrested and uh, in jail for a DUI that night. Very nice. Very nice. Yes. Very wholesome story there. A nice family story, a nice mm-hmm. family gathering. It, Gosh, all, yeah. it all ends up the way you want. It shows you about examples, man. You you drive drunk and then you do it enough and your kid's like, well, you know, mom drives after four glasses of wine. Why? Yeah. What, what's what's the problem? And then and then you both get arrested. I saw I didn't time. I didn't like research this story to the extent that I researched the one that I just covered. But there was another story that I saw that um, these two drivers actually crashed into each other and there were some fatalities and neither mm. of them were uh, charged on the other one's behalf because they were both drunk. Oh, interesting. Yeah, you, you couldn't... Oh, that is interesting. I feel like if I were the family of either person, I'd, I'd charge both of them with wrongful <laughs> death yeah. rather than neither. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but that's not my decision to make. I'm not... They got the police coming by. They heard us talking about drinking. Oh, no. Yeah. They're getting real sketch out here, Todd. The Lincoln PD, Hide your man. Kids. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. Hide your husband, too. Yeah. Popping everybody on this block, Todd. Gosh darn. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the drinking and driving. Don't do it. Don't. I also, I know I if we're going to just do two stories, to the, I'm down to do that. But <laughs> this is really funny. On the topic of police officers mm-hmm. i did research this other story but i it's so small so it's not like it's gonna take that much time there was this guy who was who had run away from the police and he was being uh arrested under suspicion of like um selling controlled substances or something mm-hmm. like that and he was hiding from the police and as they were searching for him he passed gas so loud that he gave up his position <laughs> and uh, was arrested Gosh. for his loud farts. Yeah. Yeah. That just goes to show you, 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 you keep your gas under control or you, or, or you get nabbed yeah. by the cops. You never thought, yeah. you know, your mom told you don't fart in public. She, she wasn't kidding, Todd. She, she wasn't. She wasn't. Uh, well, here, since we're, since we're kind of on this topic, I, I researched another story today that's actually a perfect transition from this one. So uh, it's a, it starts much the same way. This takes place in Guthrie, Oklahoma. Uh, My favorite place. Yeah. Yeah. If you've in ever the entire visited, world. If you've ever visited Guthrie, Oklahoma, mm. uh, beautiful scenery. Yeah. Many cows through the streets. Tumbleweeds. That's the one. I assume. I, you can only assume. But there were two people arrested, Todd, after a traffic stop, which the cop pulls them over for, um, it, it says they, they got pulled over for, I think uh, they, their their tickets were expired or their plates were expired or something ah, like yes. that. Right? Their sticker wasn't the right color. Yeah. And they, they pull over this couple. And they find them to be uh, also intoxicated. And they were like, oh, okay, that's not, you know, you can't be drinking and driving. 
And then they check the license and the registration. They find out the car is stolen. Oh, my goodness. And the people have, have stolen this car. They're driving around in a stolen car. Okay. You know, still, pre- still pretty routine. Uh, they call it into the station. Uh, they realize the car is stolen. They come back to the car. Right when they say, right when they come back to the car to, you know, arrest these people for driving a stolen car, mm-hmm. they reveal that they have a firearm in the glove compartment. And the woman in the passenger seat was a uh, a recently released felon. And if you're familiar with American gun laws, if you have a felony in the books, you can't have a gun. So that's illegal. Uh, so, so far we have stolen car. Uh, I believe operating a vehicle with a suspended license, which is uh, another thing that happened along the way. Uh, possession and intoxicated. Of illegal possession of a firearm. Yeah, it, driving under the influence. You also have... In the back seat, a terrarium, and contained within that terrarium is a rattlesnake. Oh. Okay. So you've got uh, a rattlesnake, stolen firearm. Uh, somebody. They, they were they were just trying. They right. like they right. they were chase. These people are clout chasers. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, the open bottle of Kentucky Deluxe. Like they're all all that stuff, right? Okay. Mm. So you're thinking this is a pretty bad story, right? You're thinking, yeah. you know, these guys are these guys are in some 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 deep stuff here for what they've done. Well, some Todd, it does snake dung. It doesn't end there, Todd. It oh, does no. not end there. In the back of the car, while the police are searching the vehicle after these people have been arrested, they find a canister of radioactive powdered uranium. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Like, I'm not entirely sure how these people could have obtained uranium, why they would have it, what they were planning on doing with it, but I I have no idea. So they have to call in, like, this third-party company to come and, like, dispose of the uranium safely, and it's, it's like, this entire, what do you call it, crap show, perhaps? Yeah, I mean, that's one way to, that's one, one word for it. They, yeah, it was a cluster cuss, man. I'm telling you. It was you. a cluster cuss. I think the the only thing that this goes down to is if they weren't drinking, they probably wouldn't have been as reckless and gotten pulled over by the police, and then they would have, you know, continued on their merry way, transporting their radioactive well, substances and their rattlesnakes. They didn't get pulled over because they were drunk. They got pulled over for expired tabs. At which point, the oh, police yeah, yeah, found yeah. out they were drunk. So they need to do that. They need to. So, they need to. That's yeah. the lesson. That's the moral of the story. Make sure to Keep update the registration on your car at all Or time. at least steal a car that has updated registrations. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's the real imperative here. So they yeah. could have just they could have stolen a car, stolen kept that car and then gone to any parking lot and then um, taken the license plate off of uh, a different car. Yeah, switched it out. Yeah, you you'd think that these people who are transporting uranium, a rattlesnake, a gun and drinking while driving a stolen car perhaps would have been a little bit smarter, Todd. Yeah, yeah. Whenever so, we do something like that, we we're we're much more careful. Exactly. Yeah, whenever I'm bringing uranium around, I make sure to uh as a birthday present like the birthday present you gave me last year that's right yeah yeah that 
seven ounce container of uranium. Yep, weapons grade uranium. Weapons, yeah. I refine it myself. And Centox nerve gas. <laughs> wow. Well, there's just so much. There's a lot of cars. Car. There's a lot of car stories because I have another car story. Is that so? Yeah. You know what? You know who's a really dangerous driver? Who's that? Animals. Oh. So there was this bear okay. that found this car and and like un, like opened the door. It was unlocked. The car was unlocked and the the bear opened the door successfully, got inside it. And then while he was rummaging around looking at everything in the car, maybe looking for some food, he bumped the the it was a manual and he bumped it into neutral. And mm-hmm. the car rolled down this whole hill and it uh, crashed into a tree mm-hmm. and then the the bear got out and 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 ran away but the car is now completely ruined of course mm-hmm. but it's just weird the bear attacks a bear attacks a car yeah i've never heard of a bear driving a car but like the bear was in the car while the it bear was rolled in the, the car while it was rolling down the hill is there video of had, this no, I would love for no, that but they video. they found out that that's what happened. Um, there were some witnesses or something, but yeah, they so that it was in Colorado and um, Colorado, however there you, you want, go, however you want to tell me to say it the proper way. I have no, I have friends who I have I have somebody who uh, I used to date who is from Colorado and says that Colorado is the correct way to pronounce it. So, I have never heard anybody from Colorado say that. Well, maybe you just don't know enough. Maybe you don't have any friends. Maybe, maybe I don't have lying. any friends. Yeah. It's not like half my family lives in Denver. Nope. <laughs> or anything like that. Nope. Um, yeah, dude. Freaking bear attacks, man. Most of the time they just pop open the door and they they go for, for the Twizzlers you got or the Wheat yeah. Thins. The Cheez-Its. You got, the Cheez-Its oh, you got what tucked was it? under. It was Wheat Thins. It was Wheat Thins? It was absolutely Wheat Thins. It's an when inside we were, joke. Yeah, folks. when we were uh, uh, Boy Scouts, Tuscan and I both were Boy Scouts. Eagle Scouts, Still are, in fact. I guess. Well, we are now Eagle Scouts. But not at the uh, time. And we were you know, Yeah, not at the time. time. We, were, we, were little, we were little youngins, little Maybe tender feet. Scouts. Tender feet. Yeah, we were tender feet at the time. Tender foots. Because we, we were tender foot. Is, well, yeah. I know, but tender the foot is rank the singular. was called tender foot. Anyway, who cares? We were camping one time and we were, I think, were we in Colorado? No, no, I didn't go to Colorado with you. Oh, okay. It was you and Alex Kalina. Yeah, and we were were saying, we were were planning and we were in the the tent and we said, all right, if a bear comes into this tent, give him the wheat thins. Oh, yeah, you give up the wheat thins immediately. Immediately. And that way... The bear will be too preoccupied eating the Don't delicious wheat thins. Don't be a hero. Thins. Yes, the delicious, delicious wheat thins that are yeah. is not a sponsor, but uh, no. if they would like to be, uh, let us know. Yeah, um, they are. Uh, they are delicious mm-hmm. and uh, nutritious. I like the garlicky ones. I haven't. I haven't had the garlicky one. I haven't had wheat thins in a long time. But Neither I have just, I. You know. No, I probably won't until addictive. wheat thins sends me a free package when we when we sign the papers. To Yo, be sponsored wheat, by wheat thins. thins. Listen to the people. Yeah. You need more advertising. And I need more wheat thins. And but I, I'm unwilling yes. to pay for them. 
we will we will advertise if you just give us some wheat like a box or two of wheat thins please also pay us though no you don't need that i'd love that tuscan have you heard this is off topic but have you heard about this whole i mean it's been memed like no other but you heard about this whole like area 51 thing which thing people are uh like thousands of people um are doing this or i don't know if it's already happened or if it's still growing but there was some facebook group that was created that mm-hmm. had so many like thousands and thousands of people said that they were going the plan was to storm area 51 because oh. they can't stop they can't stop all of us oh <laughs> you haven't heard this no i haven't what oh my gosh it's so funny yeah it's um yeah, so basically just a bunch of people are, are getting together and they're like, well, if we have thousands, like hun- it's, I think it's hundreds of thousands of people are saying mm-hmm. that they're going to go. There's hundreds of thousands of people. They're not going to be able to stop all of us storming the, the, the whole area 51. Oh, dude, they've got, so, they've got alien weaponry there. Of course they can stop all of you. Um, yeah, I know. That's, if you, that's if you what, listen to If you listen to what Bob Lazar has to say about it, man, that guy's... Who's Bob Lazar? Oh, you got to watch this documentary, man. I think it's on Netflix, maybe on Amazon Prime. Bob Lazar used to be a technician that worked on the propulsion system of alien spacecraft at Area 51. Uh, he's got this really interesting story. And I, I, Okay, here's some, here's some conspiracy theory stuff to leave you with, folks. First of all, if you haven't seen the documentary, go watch the documentary. It's fascinating. If you not a sponsor, Bob Lazar, no. Uh, and then after you watch the documentary, go and listen to Bob Lazar on the Joe Rogan podcast. Joe Rogan does a whole interview with. Uh, oh, I think I know what his face looks like. Maybe Joe Rogan. No. Okay. Bob Lazar. <laughs> I know who Joe Rogan is. Yeah, he's got these like crazy seventies glasses, and he's kind of. Skinny dude. Oh, okay. White guy, no, short hair. I don't know. I don't know who he is. He, um, yeah, he, he worked at uh, the Alameda flight something or other. He was an engineer. He, he was su- a super smart guy. He got recruited by uh, the U.S. government to come work at Area 51 at uh, a, a specific location on that base called S-4. And S-4 is the place where they housed the alien spacecraft that they had excavated or or had recovered in some way or another. And, I mean, they had, like, these legitimate, fully-fledged things. And the, it was it's so interesting to hear the guy talk about it. There There is some interesting stuff that he has said that has been able to be proven. There is some really, really crazy stuff about the U S government trying to erase his past, basically saying all the degrees he's gotten are, are not the U S government wanted to get rid of him. They would have done so. Oh, do do you know why they haven't though? So here's the most interesting part about this guy's whole story, right? He started telling this story in the eighties, right? In the early eighties. And before that time, the American public was not aware 
of Area 51, or if they were, they didn't think of it as, you know, the place where all the aliens are. Yeah. Right? He is the guy who started all of that by coming out huh. and saying this stuff in the 80s. And the reason he did is he's working at this place for like six months or whatever, and he's starting to really see some weird stuff. I mean, he's he's working on the propulsion system of the spacecraft and he finds out that you know it's this anti-gravity thing that like the technology for this just doesn't exist right nobody can figure out how it works this is again this is back in the 80s so no one knows where they're at today but he would take some of his friends out and they'd go to the this mountain range on Wednesday night at a certain time at the time, Bob said they do all these test flights of the spacecraft. And they'd sit there on this ridge of a mountain or whatever. And he and all his friends would watch the UFO fly around in the sky doing all sorts of crazy maneuvers. Like, this is, this is corroborated by those people that were there at the time with him. This is, you know, they did it three, four times. And it was on that last time that they got caught. You know, people rolled up in like these night vision goggles and apprehended him. And, you know, he found out his phones were being tapped and all this stuff. And it was this whole thing. And, and the reason he came forward and told the public about this, he didn't want to. But he was talking to a journalist who said, you need to come forward, give your name and talk about this, frankly, or else you have absolutely no insurance that the U.S. government isn't going to try and erase you entirely, kill you off, put you in prison, take you away for some reason, that sort of thing. Yeah. And that's that's why they haven't done it yet. Anyway. Uh, well, there's, there's actually somebody who's kind of done that to us. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. erased all my, uh, my high school diploma, and he's working on destroying my college degree so far. Yeah, he uh, he won't let me speak to my family or uh, anybody that I've known in the past, mm, I don't know, 20 years. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but but his name's Carl Westberg, and he's, uh, he's a, a really, a really good guy. I really appreciate everything that he's done for me. Yeah, at least he gives us this outlet. We're able to talk yeah. to the outside world with it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he funds. Otherwise, we're trapped in a concrete box, not not able to do anything else. Yeah, seeming like we're uh, Dan Aykroyd talking about his love for aliens and coneheads. If you don't, uh, if you look that up. Yeah, if you're not familiar with aliens, Dan Aykroyd and Conehead. uh, So special thanks to Carl (laughs) Westberg. Uh, If you want to know more about any of these stories or recommend any stories that uh, that we should talk about on the show, uh, why don't you send us an email over at idiotic opinions or excuse me at uh, studiosvolatile at gmail.com. We're on Instagram at idiotic opinions and we are on Twitter at opinions that suck. That's S U K suck. So, Check us out on all those platforms. Send us a, an email if you'd like to get in touch with us. And we will talk to you soon. I also have one more thing to say. Uh, if you didn't listen to our episode last week, we have uh, some new stuff coming out this week. Mm-hmm. So in a few days from when this episode is released, we will have a new video on our uh, YouTube channel 
This is just kind of like a, a test of uh, new stuff that we've been working on for a really long time. We have a lot more stuff, a lot, uh, a, a lot of different videos coming at you every single week from now until uh, hopefully forever uh, because we won't have um, we don't have rights when you work for Carl Westberg. Um, no. He chooses how long you work for him and how much you get paid. So. Uh, and if you get to eat or not. So uh, we just, yeah, again, want to want to thank him for supporting our new content coming out on Tuesday, I believe. So mm-hmm. yeah. keep on the lookout for that. The, the YouTube channel name is Volatile Studios, correct? Tuscan? Yep, and, and just... Keep a look. Uh, keep a lookout on our social media sites. We will we'll post an announcement probably on Twitter, maybe on Instagram as well, uh, with with a link to that video, and you'll be able to check out some cool stuff that Allie and Todd have been working on. That's correct. Well, Tuscan, do you have anything else to 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 contribute to this podcast? No, Todd. All I have to say is until next time, stay stupid. Join us next week when Tuscan finds the crystal skull and goes completely mad, uh, swinging through the jungle with all of his monkey friends. Thank you. Good night. You've been listening to Idiots with Opinions. Tune in next week 